Today's Leading Women episode 369 with the wonderful Marianne Kochet. Women all over the world, get ready for inspiring and empowering interviews from women at the top of their field who are kicking butt in their business and who are prepared to share shocking revelations from being in the limelight. You are now listening to Today's Leading Women with Marie Grace Berg. Podcast your passion. Yes, did you know you can podcast your passion, make a difference, and make money talking about what you love talking about? That's how I get to do what I'm doing, talking to wonderful women every day. Here are today's leading women. Want to learn how I did it? Go to podcastyourpassion.com. That's www.podcastyourpassion.com. Yes, women of the world, let's get started. I am delighted to introduce you our amazing guest for today, Marianne Kochut. Marianne Kochut is an author, motivational speaker, consultant, trainer, executive coach, and adjunct professor. She founded Champions for Success, determined to enjoy a reputation as one of the most highly sought providers of consulting, coaching, training, educational and motivational speaking events. Her first book, Power Versus Perception, 10 Characteristics of Self-Empowerment for Women, was released in August of 2013. She is an engaging and energetic speaker who inspires her audiences through her own personal experiences combined with her commitment to excellence and professional expertise. So women of the world, Miss Mary Ann Kochet, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I am delighted to have you on the show, and I'm sure our listeners are as well. So, Marianne, I really love what you're doing with your business, especially with Champions for Success. You are a success in your own right. You put in the effort, you know, the sweat equity, the knowledge and experience to build a special business you call your own. As a result of that, our listeners really want to get to know you and I want to provide that conduit, you know, that bridge between you and our listeners. So here are some cool questions that we can talk about. Feel free to comment anytime about them, but these are just general questions I have in mind. So let's start with your business. You know, there might be people out there who want to start one and have no clue how to go about it. Can you tell us more about your business and the idea behind the niche? My business, as I was sharing earlier, I I call my business story Confessions of a Reluctant Entrepreneur or how cancer inspired me to start my own company. I had been an an executive in the financial services industry for approximately five years. And I loved what I did. I taught classes. I inspired people. And then in 2010, I was displaced when my job was moved to another state. I was looking for another job and looking for another job and looking for another job. And within about a two-year period by January of 2012, I had applied for almost 500 jobs in that two-year period in which I got many interviews and was continuously continuously told, we hired someone who was a better fit. We hired someone who was a better fit. And it was getting really, really frustrating. Then the end of 
January of 2012, I got the diagnosis of breast cancer. Now, for me, this was the second time I had breast cancer. The first time what I got the diagnosis was on September 11, 2001. And at that particular point in time, I went through two operations, chemotherapy, radiation. I was fine for over 10 years. Then in January of 2012, I got the news again. This time I had to have more radical surgery. I had to have a mastectomy. I had to have more chemotherapy. And as a result, I had to have even further reconstruction, the bilateral mastectomy. In the past, within two and a half years, I underwent six operations. All I can say is what inspired me was in March of 2012, after I started the chemotherapy, a couple of days later, I woke up one morning and everything was different. And I had this sense within my soul, within my being, that the diagnosis of cancer was not a death sentence, but the real tragedy in life were the people who were walking around breathing and with a pulse, but they were already dead because they were miserable and they hated their lives and they hated what they did and they hated their jobs. And I felt that it, I was being called to inspire people to live their dreams, that they didn't have to do that. And from there, after that happened, even while I was going through the chemotherapy, I started getting calls from people who would ask me to coach them, to help them to find a better job or to help them in their business. Then women's business groups started contacting me and asking me to speak at their business networking groups. And that was where I developed this little PowerPoint presentation, which was Power Versus Perception. 10 Characteristics of Self-Empowerment for Women. And it's a leadership model that had been used many for many years. And the women were loving it. And then one day I was at a business networking event. And it, it, it's really a, a, a very interesting experience because I found a business card on the floor that I thought somebody sitting next to me had dropped. Turned out they hadn't. And I picked it up and I looked at the name and I recognized the name as someone who had been a student in one of my classes that I had taught at Fairleigh Dickinson University in 2001. So I went over to her and I said, excuse me, are you the same person who was my student? And this woman jumps out of her seat and she throws her arms around me and she says, professor, professor. I've been trying to find you. Where have you been? I need to tell you, you were my inspiration. You taught me about the seven habits of highly effective people by Dr. Stephen Covey. And I've started my own company and I've written a book based on the things that you taught me over 10 years ago. And I've been wanting to thank you for this. And she's showing me her book and she's showing me all of the things that she was doing and how she's an adjunct professor now and how she's working on getting her PhD. Just between you and me, I felt like I should be calling her doctor and she was calling me professor. And we later reconnected and I was telling her how I was feeling like I was being torn 
But on one hand, I felt like I wanted to get another job. But I realized that all I was trying to do by doing that was recreate my comfort zone, which was to have that steady paycheck. And she says to me, Professor, don't you realize the reason why the doors aren't opening for you to get a job is because you're supposed to be writing books and you're supposed to be inspiring people. Uh, she said, I'm having a, a conference next month. By now it was it was July of 2012. So we were talking August 2012. She says, I'm having a conference for women entrepreneurs, and I want you to be one of my speakers. I want you, and I want you to come and talk about your power versus perception. These women need to hear this. I said, okay, I'll do it. So when I was speaking at this huge conference with all these women entrepreneurs there, they're loving what I'm talking about. All I had was my little PowerPoint presentation. And as I was speaking, I said, yeah, I want to write a book about this one day. And some smart aleck in the audience says, when is your book going to be done? Now, you and I know this is a testimony as when you speak the word out there, it becomes real. I responded and I said, my book will be done by the end of the year. Just so you know, the first draft of my book was completed on December 31st, 2012, and then 2013 went through the, all the edits and everything. But it's, it's about, you know, it's an example of when you set a goal, when you speak a goal and you make it real, you can attain it. And um, that was how my business got going. It, it was a little bit bumpy getting started off because, like I said, uh, I, I do teach. Uh, I'm, I'm an adjunct professor as well. I teach public speaking at one college and I teach what's called the college success seminar at another college. And I'm continually looking for additional speaking engagements. I speak at lots of business and entrepreneurial groups and I, I coach people. Um, I coach executives. I coach people to help them find career success because what I really believe in and what I'm about is that I'm here to inspire people to live their dreams. And that dream is whether it's to be successful in their business, whether it's to be successful in their job, whether it's to find the right career for them. I believe that life is too short for us to be miserable. And it's too short for us to uh, find ourselves stuck in a situation that we're not satisfied with, that we have the power within us to step up and create having a life that we we enjoy living. So that's just a little bit in a nutshell how my business came into existence. What a beautiful and inspiring story that one is. I was so hooked into listening to every word that you just said. I can vividly see, I can vividly picture that incident when your student, when your successor, uh, successful student approached you, how he, she validated that what you were doing was the right thing. Now you're out there inspiring people to live their dreams, not to settle for the ex, the, the standard, the 
you know, the majority, or, but, but to strive to live our dreams, to strive to pursue what we're passionate about doing, whether that be in business, whether that be in our careers, whether they finding that ideal job. Great that you shared that one with us because I was so inspired and I'm sure our listeners were inspired as well. But I'd love for you to uh, share our listeners what are some of your top three personal qualities or top three traits that help you become a successful entrepreneur that our listeners can learn from? One of the things about me that I've learned over time is that I'm very intuitive. I'm, I've learned over the years how to communicate, but my sense of intuition is very strong, and I can often hear what people are not saying. So I, I have a very strong intuition. The other thing that I have is a real passion in my heart to inspire people to overcome whatever is holding them back and stopping them. It's about becoming unstoppable in living your dream. So identifying what your dream is, setting your goals, and then creating the framework to set your to have your your dreams become your reality. Not to be living in say a la la land, but to really institute measures so that you're willing to identify and identify first what's stopping you and then to do whatever it takes to get through that. And that's one of the qualities that I find combined with my strong sense of intuition that I can help people to do is to really challenge them for that. And I'd say the third thing that I have is a strong commitment and a love for people and a love of what I do. I love what I do. I'm passionate about what I do. All right. So that's intuitiveness passion to inspire people, strong commitment and love for what you do, and of course, love for helping other people. Great qualities and traits that you have just shared with us. And the good news is that we can all cultivate these traits or these qualities that Mary Ann just shared with us. So that's that's intuitiveness or having that sense of intuition, having the passion to inspire people to overcome whatever obstacles that they are facing in their lives or in their career or in their business, and also having that strong commitment to your dream, to your passion, to that of helping other people. So great that you shared that one with us. Now, I'd love for you to talk about the challenges that you have experienced uh, building your business. Because, you know, as entrepreneurs, we face daily challenges that define our being. And to get to those challenges takes a very special person. And our audience wants to know that special person in you. So what have been your biggest challenges building your business? And what, how have you overcome or addressed those barriers to success that a lot of women entrepreneurs face today? I'm going to just back up just a little bit because my background, I came from an abusive background. I grew up in a family where there was domestic violence and alcoholism, and I grew up feeling very, very less than, and I grew up feeling like a victim. I went from being in an abusive home life to being in an abusive marriage. And I tell a lot of my personal story when I get into the book, but I, was, I stayed in uh, an abusive marriage for almost 27 years. 
And then I got out of it and I got on my own again. That it, it had to do with really being able to get in touch with what was important to me. And the one thing that I strive very much for is I don't believe in being a victim. I believe that stuff happens to us. And yes, we can be victimized by things that happen to us, but we don't have to stay in that sense of being a victim. When, when I talk about overcoming those kinds of things, for me, it's about looking at the situation for what it is and then focusing on the things that I have some control and I have some power over. What can I do something about? I'm not going to spend my time and energy focusing on things that I can't do anything about. One of the things I give an example about is, is when the doctor told me I had to have chemotherapy a second time. I was hoping when I got the diagnosis of cancer the second time that I wouldn't have to have chemo because I had been through chemotherapy before and it's not fun. And when the doctor told me I, I had gone to the, to the hospital, to the cancer center, to schedule my appointment for the next day. And I remember it was a beautiful day. Uh, it was March. It was starting to get warm for spring. And I remember walking out of the hospital and I had one tear drop down the side of my face. And I said, okay, that's it. You felt sorry for yourself long enough. 30 seconds is long enough. Now let's focus on what we can do something about. And, and that for me is the key to being successful in not looking at, well, the economy is bad. Well, it's a tough job market. If I get caught up in negativity, then I'm being a victim. What I need to do is I need to look at what can I do something about? How am I setting my goals for my business? Does my business have a vision and a mission? What am I about? What are my goals for my business? If, if I don't, if I'm not making the right amount of contacts a day, for example, for potential business development, how many more contacts do I have to make? Who is a potential client for me? How am I going to build my business? How am I going to get more clients? That's what I need to focus on. I, I have to focus on putting my energy where I have some power and where I have some control. And I think that that can be really tough for entrepreneurs, especially as women, because as women, we don't even realize that a lot of times we're, we're raised to be the caregivers, which is not a bad thing, but we, we have to be able to target that to the point of how can I help my customers? How can I provide the services for my customers, as opposed to I need to show myself um, I'm an investment as opposed to being a cost to my potential customers. If, if I focus on those things, then people are going to want to do business with me. They're going to be able to see the benefits that I can provide them. And, and I think that's a big challenge for entrepreneurs because sometimes we can see ourselves as a as a cost instead of an investment. And we need to be able to show our clients and our potential customers that by investing in us, there are benefits for them. And I, and I think that's a big thing that I provide is focusing on what are the benefits? What can I provide you with? What message? What are the benefits? How 
how are the 10 characteristics of self-empowerment going to help me as an entrepreneur? How is empowering myself going to do it? Because when you're the leader in the business, you're at the place where the buck stops. Nobody's going to do it for you. You've got to do it for yourself. And that's what I provide to business people. Wow, I, I love that you've shared those challenges that you have experienced, uh, both personal, uh, with uh, going through health challenges, being diagnosed twice, and then also coming off from a BSF family. What an inspiring uh, it, it is to hear that one from you and how you're able to overcome those. And the good news is that when we are sharing our experiences and how we're able to deal with these challenges, we learn from each other. It's a great lesson in what you've just shared with us. So thanks for sharing that. And on that note, I'd love for you to switch gears for a little bit and talk about work-life balance. You know, being a business owner myself, maintaining a work-life balance is so crucial to overall success in life. Now, the challenge with entrepreneurs is how to click on and click off and create a work-life balance, particularly if you have a family juggling men roles. So in your life as an entrepreneur, how do you maintain this work-life balance and what are some of the ways that you accomplish this in the areas of your health, your family, your relationships, and your business? I have an entire chapter in my book where I talk about that, where Balance is the core of it. And we take our life and we break it into separate parts. You chunk it into separate parts. I love where Dr. Stephen Covey talks about it. He talks about the big rocks, meaning that you put all the big major portions of your life, you schedule those portions first. Now, I've taken that to another level where I really focus on the key of balance. And the key for me is, first I have to have my goals. I have to have my goals that are aligned with all of the various parts of my life. The parts of my life where I'm an entrepreneur, I'm a business person, I'm an adjunct professor, I'm a mother, I'm a grandmother. I have two adult daughters. I have five granddaughters. So I have a personal life. I'm a member of the community. And I look at those roles when I schedule my my time and when I when I do my scheduling for my life and I set my goals, I have goals around all of those various parts of my life. Now, the point is I'm looking at activities that are going to give me high leverage towards the attainment of those goals. There's high leverage activities, there's low leverage activities. High leverage is moving me towards my goal attainment. Low leverage is moving me away from my goal attainment. Then there's the reactive activities. Reactive is imposed by the environment. So if it's imposed by the environment, I have to respond to it if it's a high leverage activity. So, just as an aside, I mentioned to you that I had my last operation in May of last year. The day after I had my last operation, my daughter was diagnosed with breast cancer. So that impacted some of the things that I had to do because then I had to be there for her. I had to take her to the hospital. She just had surgery last month. 
she went through six months of chemotherapy. She's going to be fine as well. Uh, and I talk about this as an increased awareness for women because we have what's called the BRCA2 gene mutation, which now it's hereditary. So there's health things that have to be done. You have to build in time to take care of yourself for your health. you got to build in time to take care of your business development. You have to have your, your cash flow. We all have that cash flow situation. So reactive activities are the things that are going to happen. Um, we had a really bad storm here on the East Coast, which can sometimes uh, impact how we do our business. Uh, business events get canceled when, when the people can't get out on the roads. So those are all things that are imposed by the environment. They're reactive. But we want to stay away from reactive activities that are not providing leverage. See, if we can look at where we're wasting our time, then we can focus more on the high leverage activities. The real key is to get away from the low leverage activities that are reactive, are time wasters. You know what my, my, uh, my resolution was for the new year was I took all my games off all my devices. I stopped playing Candy Crush and Bubble Witch and all that stuff because I realized I was wasting time. It was just, it was just escape activities. And I needed to make sure that I put in time for my life balance and taking care of myself and eating right and getting the exercise that I needed. And you can schedule that time for yourself. The key is if I have an appointment with a client, I block out time on my calendar. I need to block out time for me. I need to block out time for planning. And I, and I need to figure out what type of system is going to work for me. Everybody is different. There's plenty of great time management and goal setting apps. And I, I like to get away from my scheduling A, B, and C priorities and focus on the activities that are high leverage, that are not reactive, so that I can plan for those things. And then, yes, there's going to be things that are going to happen. Your kid's going to get sick. You're going to get the call from the school nurse where you're going to have to go and pick the child up from school and take them to the doctor, those things happen. But if we can get away from our time wasters, the less time wasters we have, the more time we're going to have for working on high leverage activities. What I found that I was able to do just by getting away from playing my Candy Crush and all those other silly little games sitting in front of the TV at night, what I found I had more time to do was to cultivate my network on LinkedIn and contact my LinkedIn contacts and send them emails and cultivate that. And I made better use of my time. So I was getting more connections with building my network. So focusing on those high leverage activities, meaning that high leverage is moving me towards the attainment of my goals. It's aligning my activities with my goals and cutting down on my time wasters. For me, that's the key. 
All right. So lots of great tips there in terms of this work-life balance that I'm sure a lot of us or most of our challenges with, because I deal with it on a daily basis, but I love those tips that you just shared with us. I mean, scheduling and focusing on those high leverage activities and getting away from the time wasters. I mean, watching TV, for example, playing games, those are time wasters that you can use for those high level activities. And I love that you said about blocking time to take care of yourself. I mean, in right, working out, getting enough sleep. I mean, these are the foundation of uh, of our health. So it's really important to take care of ourselves because I believe that one of our greatest investment is our health. And without it, we won't be able to build this business that we are passionate about doing. So it's really important to block time as much, just like you're blocking time to work on your business, black time to take care of yourself. And those simple things, foundational thing like working out, exercise, eating right, sleeping enough, those are really helpful to to take care of our health and stay in great shape. So great uh, uh, tips that I've just shared with us. So thanks for sharing. Now, I'd love for you to talk about success and what success means to you. Your business appears to be financially doing quite well. And with that success, flows into other areas in the entrepreneur's life. Now, would like to also say that success is a mindset. I can have $10 in my pocket, but my mind feels like a millionaire. I feel great about myself and I'm moving forward. The opposite way will be a multi-billionaire and be totally miserable. So am I successful? Financially, yes. Individually, probably not. So in your journey as an entrepreneur, what does success mean to you and what are some of the benchmarks that you use to measure your success? I talk about success being having a passion for yourself. And, you know, we all have what's called the the certain drives. Like I call it, we all have the drive. I call it, in my book, I call it, it's, it's Zoe. It's Greek for two to, li- uh, to live. And then agape means to love. Then we want to be able to mentor other people and, and share with them our knowledge and then pass on a legacy to the next generation. And all of these, bo- these drives kind of combine for the passion that we have in our heart. And that's that burning fire, that passion to love what you do. If you love what you do, you're going to ha- you're going to be successful because that passion is is contagious and people are going to want to work with you. They're going to want to hire you. you. They're going to want to come to your business, whatever your business might be. If you have that passion, passion is, again is contagious. If you treat your employees well, they're going to treat your customers well. So it's about communications and really, really loving what it is that you do. I believe that that is the key. If you love what you do, that love is contagious and it's going to draw clients and customers to your business. And that's going to translate into business. I love your perspective on this success. You know, success is about having that passion and being able to inspire, being able to mentor others, being able to leave a legacy to others. Great perspective there about success because I truly believe that one of the greatest, um, one of the most fulfilling uh, part of our being in business is the intangible benefits of knowing that what you're putting out there 
is making a difference in other people's lives. You know, what you're doing is impacting other people's lives. I truly believe that's one of the greatest benefit of being in a business. So great that you've shared that one with us. Now, I'd love for you to talk about one of the highlights of our show, and that's your advice for other entrepreneurs and those aspiring to be, especially to those who want to follow your footsteps. You obviously got some lessons learned under your belt of experience. So take it back to the past. Say you're going to start all over again as an entrepreneur, and you are in a class with other entrepreneurs who are hungry and thirsty for success or even for making that first buck. What types of special suggestions or advice and lessons that you learn would you give your fellow entrepreneurs knowing where you came from and where you headed at? And if you can boil them down to your top three tips or advice, what would those three be? The first thing I would say is to really get clear on who you are and what you're passionate about. Where is your passion? Then identify your goals, have your vision, have your mission, and have your goals align with that mission, and then organize, 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 plan, and organize. Organize your day, organize your week, organize your month, and then communicate communicate learn effective communication skills learn how to listen learn how to manage conflict learn how to assert yourself and communicate effectively and build relationships it's all about relationships building relationships with other people networking and Remembering that none of us exist alone. We need to build relationships and help one another. And that's something that's really important. So first it starts with ourself. Then it starts with others. And then continually be open to personal growth. Recognize that you're never done. We're always growing. And no matter what the obstacle is in front of us, we, if, if we have the right tools and the right, the right support network, we can overcome whatever obstacle is in our way. And that's how we become unstoppable in living our dreams. So first you start with yourself. You start with building other people and recognizing that you're not alone. Wow, lots of golden nuggets in what you just shared. So let me just summarize them again for our listeners. So the first one is to really get clear of who you are and what you are passionate about. Really important to hone this one. And then the second one is to set your goals and your mission and your vision. Make sure that they are aligned with your values. And also to plan and organize your day, your week, your month the steps that you're going to take to achieve these goals that you have set for yourself. And also to number three is to learn how to communicate effectively. And of course, to build relationships. And like what Mary Ann just shared with us, we need we need people, we need to share our, our knowledge, our expertise with others. We need others. Like it's a vice, like vice versa kind of relationship because we, it's, a, it's a give and take kind of relationships. It's really important to build up relationships and network with others. Great tips there that we can all take action on today. So I'll make sure to have those on our show notes. 
Last but not least, Marianne, I'd love for you to share our listeners what's one big benefit that they can get with your product or your service, where they can get it, and what's the best way that our listeners can connect with you, and then we'll end from there. Okay, great. Well, my book is available. People can go on to Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and it's called Power Versus Perception, 10 Characteristics of Self-Empowerment for Women. My website is www.championsforsuccess.net. I offer individualized coaching, and what I do with the people that I coach is basically everything that I talked about. I talk about uh, establishing your vision, your mission, your goals, and I hold you accountable. I also offer workshops for businesses and I will come into your business. I have power versus perception, 10 characteristics of self-empowerment for women, which is a workshop that can be done uh, at the client's location. I will customize it for the individual client. If they want to do it for just women's groups, I have it specifically tailored for women. I also take it a step up, which is called power versus perception, 10 critical characteristics of self-empowerment for leadership, which is my leadership version for high-level executives and organizations that really focuses on instituting these concepts within an organization from a top-down perspective. So these, these workshops are highly effective in working with high levels in organizations. In addition to that, I have some side specialties. One of the things that I do is I work with individuals for public speaking. And uh, so people can hire me to work with them in giving a speech and self-empowering themselves when they when they have to give a speech. I call it speak ease. I will coach you to help you if you're nervous about having to give a presentation. I work with executives in having them be successful in giving speeches. And all that information is on my website, along with my blog and some of my articles. And uh, I, I really, I would really uh, love it if people would visit my site. And um, because my idea is I really believe in self-empowerment, that when you're at the place where you're at the top, it starts with yourself, and that's where success begins. All right, so that's championsforsuccess.net. I'll make sure to have this on our show notes. I highly encourage you, our listeners, to go there now, championsforsuccess.net. Check out what Mary Ann is offering us. It's all about leadership, communication skills, coaching solutions, and also to pick up her book, Power versus Perception, and that's available on Amazon and Barnes & Noble. I'll highly encourage you to go there now, pick, pick up that book, and also to, to at least be on her newsletter list so that you can be updated on what she's putting out there. And if her products and services resonate with you, I highly encourage you to jump in. Again, that link is championsforsuccess.net. And by the way, all of these resources and the links that are mentioned in today's podcast will be made available in a beautiful infographic show notes at todaysleadingwomen.com forward slash Marianne Kochut or just type in her name 
name on the search bar and it will find it for you. Again, that link is championsforsuccess.net. I'd love for you to go there now, championsforsuccess.net. Mary Ann, thank you so much for being so generous in sharing your time, your inspiring story, your expertise, for being a role model to many, and for bringing such a positive energy with our listeners today. Women of the world, including me, appreciate you and wish you more success in business and in your life. Thank you so very much. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for having me. All right, TLW listeners, did you love this episode? Here's your chance to recommend or vote for your favorite today's leading woman. Here's how to do it. Step number one. After you listen to this episode, go to todaysleadingwomen.com forward slash my iTunes. Step number two. Click the rate and review button. Step number three. Say that you love listening to today's Leading Women podcast. Step number four, type in the name of your favorite today's leading woman. Example, Sheryl Sandberg of Facebook, Ariana Huffington of Huffington Post, Oprah of Oprah Winfrey Network. You get it, right? Step number five, type your first name and where you are listening from. Every day, I will personally go through all of your ratings and reviews and scour the names of your favorite today's leading women. You will get to be featured as TLW fan of the day with your name and where you're listening from. And you'll be the first one to get notified when your favorite today's leading woman is featured on the show. Fair enough? Awesome. Go to todaysleadingwomen.com forward slash my iTunes. That's www.todaysleadingwomen.com forward slash my iTunes. Feeling inspired and empowered to make it happen? Then take the next step and go get your free guide to the top 10 resources that today's leading women use to stay at the top of their game, plus Marie's favorite today. Visit todaysleadingwomen.com slash guide for your free download, and we'll see you on the next episode of Today's Leading Women with Marie Grace Berg.